Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 68 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Hebrews chapter 6 today and our focus is on the sober warnings found in Hebrews. Can we lose our salvation? I want to thank you for listening to the show. We're a daily roughly 10 minute podcast where we dig into God's Word one chapter at a time and consider usually one major issue, an episode. Let's open up today by talking about maturity. As we read Hebrews 6, we're going to find an exhortation that we must go beyond elementary, basic places in God's Word to deeper places of teaching and understanding. This kind of maturity does not happen automatically. It's an action Notice that the command is given in Hebrews 6 to leave elementary teachings behind and go on or go forward to maturity. Those are action verbs. We leave one thing, we pursue another thing. The thing is, if we are not actively pursuing God and abiding in Him, we will regress, we'll fall back. Dullness of hearing God's word is always kind of a danger, and a good question to ask as we read through our passage today is where are we dull of hearing where it comes to going to the deeper parts of God's word? Now, as I mentioned a couple of days ago, Hebrews has three chapters, chapter 3, today's chapter, chapter 6, and chapter 10, that many theologians and Bible teachers refer to as the warning passages of Hebrews. Those who believe that a Christian can lose their salvation often point to these passages as evidence of that belief. Tonight at the house, when reading this passage to my family, two of our kids, John Caveman and Phoebe, both asked the obvious question when it was over. Like, wait, does this mean a Christian can get unsaved? I think that was the exact wording of one of the questions. It's a great, great, great question. And One that these warning passages are naturally going to lead us to ask because they're just so stark in their warnings. This being a 10 minute or so only podcast, I'm not going to be able to go too deeply into it today, but I will tell you I believe in eternal security. In other words, I believe a truly saved by Jesus person will not lose salvation. I do believe, though, the term sometimes used by Southern Baptists and others, once saved, always saved, is not super helpful, but I do believe the Bible teaches that once a person is genuinely saved by Jesus, washed in his blood, moved from death to life, that their salvation is eternally secure, not by their own effort. Look, if it was up to me, I would fail. I would let go. I would fall away. And God's strength and God's grace is the thing that sustains us. Now, that said, These warning passages are sobering. It's like cold water to the face. And they are the bulk of what is in the passage before us today. So I don't want to water it down, but I want to faithfully preserve the warnings of Hebrews 6. As we continue through Hebrews in later parts of the reading, we are going to delve deeper into what the Bible teaches us about eternal security. Well, for now, let's go read Hebrews 6 and hear the warnings for ourselves. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teaching about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works, faith in Christ, teaching about ritual washings, laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And we will do this if God permits. For it is impossible to renew to repentance those who were once enlightened, 
who tasted the heavenly gift, who shared in the Holy Spirit, who tasted God's good word and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away. This is because, to their own harm, they are re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him up to contempt. For the ground that drinks the rain that often falls on it and that produces vegetation useful to those for whom it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and about to be cursed and at the end will be burned. Even though we are speaking this way, dearly loved friends, in your case, we are confident of things that are better and that pertain to salvation, for God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you demonstrated for his name by serving the saints and by continuing to serve them. Now we desire each of you to demonstrate the same diligence for the full assurance of your hope until the end, so that you won't become lazy but will be imitators of those who inherit the promises through faith and perseverance. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater to swear by, he swore by himself. I will indeed bless you and I will greatly multiply you. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham obtained the promise for people swear by something greater than themselves and for them a confirming oath ends every dispute because God wanted to show his unchangeable purpose even more clearly to the heirs of the promise. He guaranteed it with an oath so that through two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to seize the hope set before us. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus has entered there on our behalf as a forerunner because he has become a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Wow, so strong warnings there. And I should note that Hebrews 3, 6, and 10 are not the only passages of warning in the Bible. For instance, did you know that you can receive the grace of God in vain? We read that in 2 Corinthians 6, 1, where Paul says, We appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Did you know that converts to Christ can fall under the condemnation of the devil. 1 Timothy 3 says, talking about a leader of the church, he must not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Did you know that? Number three, it's possible to hear the good news and receive it with joy and show evidence of following Jesus and yet still fall away. We see this from Jesus in Mark chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. Jesus says, These are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Number four, did you know that according to the Bible, you can appear godly in most every way, but by your very life deny the power of God? 2 Timothy 3.5 talks about people who have the appearance of godliness but deny its power. Did you know that both Jesus and Paul warn of the possibility of apostasy, which is falling away from faith, and say that a time of massive apostasy will come before the second coming of Jesus? For instance, Matthew 24.10, Jesus says, Many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Or Paul in Second Thessalonians 2, 3, Let no one deceive you any way, 
for that day will not come unless the rebellion or apostasy comes first. Finally, number six, did you know that according to the Bible, you and I, we can stray away from the truth? You probably know somebody right now that's straying away from the truth, and they're in deadly peril. If we turn sinners away from their errors, we will be saving their lives and covering sin, according to James 5.19, which says, My brothers, if any among you strays from the truth and someone turns him back, let him know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his life from death and cover a multitude of sins. So what's the point of these warning passages? Well, they're meant to startle us. They're meant to warn us, of course. They're meant to wake us up. And maybe most importantly, they're meant to spur us on and encourage us to keep going forward as we see in our verses of the day, Hebrews 6, 11, and 12, where the writer says, we desire each of you to demonstrate the same diligence for the full assurance of your hope until the end so that you won't become lazy but will be imitators of those who inherit the promises through faith and perseverance. These warning passages are meant to urge us forward towards faith and perseverance. I want to close with the words of my dear friend, Pastor David McConnell of Agape Church in Penson, Alabama. Pastor David says, I realize that passages like Hebrews 6 are not on the surface encouraging and hopeful, but we do not always need encouraging. Sometimes we need to be warned. When I was in spiritual crisis at 19 years old, failing to move forward in Christ-like maturity, steeped in sinful immorality, uninterested in the Christ I claimed as Savior, I did not need someone to pat me on the back and say, hey, it's all okay, don't be afraid. I needed the Spirit of God to take Hebrews 6 and warn my soul with the fear of judgment to go on to maturity. A good, loving father sometimes encourages his children and sometimes warns his children. And today, says Pastor David, I am so grateful for the blessing of the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. Hebrews 4.1 tells us that God's promise of entering his rest still stands, so we ought to tremble with fear that some of us might fail to experience entering into that rest. Trembling in fear is never enjoyable, but praise God that the fear points us to the availability of entering that wonderful rest of God. So if today you are immature in Christ, yet hearing his voice, then do not harden your heart. Run to Christ, run to him right now, cling to him. And even if you are the most mature Christian listening to this, run to Christ, cling to him, and ask for more maturity. Amen and well said, Pastor David. I will end with our verse of the month for March, Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him since he always lives to intercede for them. Amen. Well, friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Good day and Godspeed.